Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh-oh, what's going on with these documents classified? Biden, he doesn't know where they're at. No, he's just like Johnny Appleseed dropping off classified documents all over America, isn't he? <laughs> uh, a second batch of classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president was found this time in his garage at his home in Delaware. <laughs> you know, that's a Frank Zappa album, Joe's Garage. Maybe you've heard it. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You got some, One of his bigger ones. Some, yeah. Paint cans, he's got his Corvette, uh, and a box of classified documents, evidently. Uh, Now, he was asked about it today by Fox News' Peter Ducey. And I know this is a longer clip, but just hang tight, people, because this thing is a tour de force in nonsense. You know what's very exciting at this moment in time for me? I haven't heard it yet. I've been waiting. Oh, this should be fun. All right, Joe, explain... What's going on with the documents? Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway. It was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. <laughs> well, when he said it was in the garage by your Corvette. Well, it's not like it's out in the street. Yeah, we know it's in the garage. We understand that. We understand what a garage is. Yes. Yes. Go ahead, Joe. Um, But uh, as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said... No, we know you said that. Your actions would prove otherwise. Okay. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process... My lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents. Time out. Okay, David, how do you want to play this? I know we got a little ways to oh, go. Yeah. You want me to just let that go roll ahead. or no, just no, no, stop no. along the way? No, if you got questions, I might be able to come up with answers. Okay. My question there is uh, the lawyers have gone over where documents might be. Is that what I'm understanding, what he's saying there? Yeah, that's an odd way of putting it, right? So you, you're you acknowledging well, that you knew that there were documents just sort of haphazardly stored places? Or you're saying, I, I didn't know they were there. That's what he said about the first round of documents. Yeah. You know how some cities hide, like, the golden key somewhere and they give a clue a day? <laughs> <laughs> he's playing Willy Wonka over there. <laughs> right, exactly. So the lawyers are supposed to think, okay, this guy's obviously, what, forgotten where they might be, so we just need to go everywhere we think they might be? <laughs> so I'm serious. No, yeah. I know. I know you're – and that sounds illogical, but logical at the same time. Yes. Okay, all right. Go ahead. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. Okay, in your home. In your personal library. That would be in your garage? Apparently so, yes. It's locked. <laughs> what library are you talking about? Are you mixing the first one and the second one now? The pen library? Your think tank and this? I'm just trying to understand it. 
Yeah, that that's the beauty, again, of having a senile president. If you're in the White House, at least, you have built-in plausible deniability because you actually don't know what he's saying. Well, that's the other thing. As the media had been saying, well, they're doing the right thing here. That's the difference between him and Trump. Yeah. And all I can think is, well, Trump could have declassified the, quote, 300 documents that he had, right? Yeah. Joe didn't have that power. And he doesn't even remember where they're at. Right. That's a little scarier. But go on. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified. What? I don't know what that was. That garbled sentence was all about. I think he's trying to read off a card that says, as was done in the case of the Penn Biden Center or whatever. I think that's what he's trying to say, but he just keeps skipping it. He doesn't do words very well. Yeah. Okay. So then we're to understand this, and I want to make sure that I'm getting this right. So Biden's lawyers, they come across the documents. Yeah. They do the right thing and immediately uh, turn them into the archives. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did they not call Joe first? They're Joe's lawyers. I mean, that, that doesn't happen where, hey, Joe, we just came across these classified documents. What, what are we supposed to do? They're his lawyers. Don't you contact the client first? Hey, what, And isn't that a chance for Joe to say, hey, just want you all to know, I was notified by my lawyers. I had these documents. Mm-hmm. So I've done the right thing here. But he doesn't say that. We're to believe that the lawyers just turn them over. Yeah, I think it'd be... Uh a little bit different in the second case because in that case it's white house counsel which is not his personal attorney Got so it. in that case it would make sense that he would that they would be contacting the justice department or the national archives first but okay, what would make, make sure. you go through the garage randomly well i think we're to believe that they're trying to go anywhere where they think these documents might be right. okay but again but the first round of documents david mm-hmm. That was his personal lawyers. Uh, I that was my understanding of it. I can yeah, go double check that. But that that's all odd. But well, let's get back to it. We still got uh, another twenty seconds or so. And uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Thank you very much. Are just done? He's done. Okay. All right. So what's really going on here? Somebody wants Joe out. This this is one of those things where it just seems like it's going to be a snowball controversy where it's I, I wouldn't be surprised if we find another batch of classified documents in the next couple of days. And there's going to be more and more pressure on Biden. There's going to be more and more controversy because right now it seems like so many of his usual allies in the media. Now they are trying to say this is different than Donald Trump. But they are hitting it harder than I would have expected. Well, first of all, this was our first thought the other day. Something's not right. Yeah. I mean, CBS and NBC were leading the way with the coverage. Yeah. What Something's off. It doesn't seem right. And it still doesn't make much sense of how this is unfolding right now. Security. And I tend to think that it is a play to let Joe know. You're not running again in 24 at the very least, and there's probably more to it than that. Yeah. Security cameras caught Obama at Home Depot buying three paper shredders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, as far as the reporters go, 
You have a clip here, David. Yeah, well, the White House media have decided to latch on to this Biden hoarding of classified documents story. Uh, the White House is actually apparently kind of shocked they're doing it, which, again, lends credence to the idea that that somebody is pulling the strings here. And I think there yes. are people in Biden's inner circle who are legitimately surprised and caught off guard by a lot of this. Um, Ed O'Keefe with CBS News got into it with Corrine Jean-Pierre, and I hate to do this, but I'll maybe kind of sort of go to bat for Corrine Jean-Pierre in this situation. What? I know. Uh-oh. I. All right, let's hear it. I want to be prudent here. Uh, I want to make sure that we do this in appropriate, the appropriate way. Well, we're going to ask them because that's our job. I understand, so and, we, and my job is to answer your so questions. So here we go. Let's go. We ask this is because on like day two of this administration, when he swore all of you in, the president said, "Quote: I'm going to make mistakes. When I make them, I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you, and I'll need your help to help me correct them." So you're the one here. Yeah, talking to us about this. That's why we're asking you. So let's just remember that. We don't need... We okay. Don't... It's not so much a defense of, of Corrine Jean-Pierre. It's that how can these people manage to constantly be so insufferable? Ed O'Keefe <laughs> is out there. <laughs> Skip the freaking lectures, dude. Just ask the questions. That's your job. I mean, what is that? The whole thing comes across as, but daddy said it was okay for us to ask pointed <laughs> questions. Just remember that. Well, <laughs> I'm mind reading here, and I know that's dangerous, but if I'm to guess, the likes of Ed O'Keefe have been told over time, you guys are a joke. It's all softballs to Kareem Jean-Pierre. You never ask tough questions. You never stand up as a, quote, journalist. You guys are a joke. Mm-hmm. He's read that enough times. So like, yeah. I am a real journalist, and I'm going to start standing up for myself and holding people accountable. That's what it seems like to me. And, and yes, this may be my dad's suit, but mom <laughs> says I look handsome in it. <laughs> Just ask the so, question. And then... Kareen doesn't like Ed's tone no. there, obviously. Ed, I'm, we don't need we don't need to have this. We work very well together. We do. I don't. We don't need to have this kind of confrontation. Ask your question, and I will answer them the best that I can. Hey, listen, we've worked well together. Remember, you got the questions that we gave you before, mm-hmm. right? And you ask them. Something happened, Ed. What happened? We're laying that out is because you're laying out your part of the job. We're I know. Laying out our part of the job. I know, but I'm just saying that we don't need we to have contention. You don't need to be contentious with me here, Ed. I gotta say, at least for the first time, one of those dopes that ask a question, at least it was entertaining. Yeah. I'll give that to him. Hey, stop it. Yeah, this is our job. Where's the post? I mean, that was the verbal equivalent of like a schoolyard slap fight, wasn't it? Just like a <laughs> little bit. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, yesterday was a master class in corporate speak oh. of not saying a whole lot in 40 seconds when you have, well, a crisis on your hand. And that was Department of Transportation had Pete Buttigieg. Yo, wait a second. What's going on here? Before we found out that it was, what, one computer glitch that happened? That's what happened? Mm-hmm. That shut down flights across the country? Mm-hmm trying to figure out what was going on, and you had this yesterday, David. Well, again, part of what you're seeing here is an abundance of caution and making absolutely certain that operations were safe, but this is one of the reasons why uh, we need to get these answers and and have this review uh, of exactly what happened. Uh Of course! 
You shut down flights across the country. Uh, because uh, we need to understand whether this reflects a systemic issue uh, and what oh. would uh, be required so that there's no <laughs> single point of failure here. Uh, again, there need to be redundancies and uh, layers and layers of protection here. There can be no single point of failure here, really. Uh, this is an incredibly complex system. Uh, so uh, uh, glitches or complications uh, happen all the and, time, you know. but we can't allow them to uh, ever lead to this level of disruption, and we won't ever allow them to lead to a safety problem. One corrupted file. Gosh, dang. Yeah. But hey, let's talk about my diversity initiatives. <laughs> <laughs> This guy was were any of the flights yesterday racist? Well, well no. So that's a win because they used to be. Apparently, the train rides used to be racist. Buses used to be racist. All those things. So he's making gains. There's a lot of diversity hires. Let's not call those files corrupted. They can be rehabilitated. <laughs> we're actually just supposed to call them differently abled files. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Thirteen hundred right. flights canceled. Ten thousand delayed. Wow. Everything was grounded. I mean, like 9-11. They said it was the first time since 9-11. Man, oh, man. I mean, can you imagine that? Yes, dude. I mean, that guy's had one debacle after another. He talks yeah. about a redundancy like they don't currently have one. I, I don't understand how I don't that understand can that either. I don't understand it. All right. Better we'll get, get that to, generator hooked up. We'll get to more of that a little bit later. Yeah. Just fly oh, electric also, planes. That's it. We also have to get to... The passing of a guitar legend. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's terrible. When this happens, then you're going on the deep dive and listen to the catalog. But we'll get to that. Also, a whole lot of food is getting tossed in a New York City hotel because the migrants won't eat it. Really? you got to hear this story straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, we've had this crisis at the border, migrants flooding through, and then the likes of Texas sending busloads of illegals to, well, many different states, including New York and New York City. And oftentimes, and I know a lot of times it's the case of people just looking for a better life. I understand it. Okay, that's why you need a secure border. That's why you need to know who's coming and why they're coming. Sure. Mm -hmm. Vetting is what it's called. Something sorely lacking right now. So the New York Post has this piece talking about how tons of food gets tossed daily by this New York City hotel. Migrants won't eat it. What? They, they have other choices of things to eat. Other choices? Yes. I mean, I go through this story and I'm looking at the pictures and... You're talking about four to five hundred dollar a night per room hotels in these hotel rooms getting trashed. Yeah, you're, one of them is uh, the Row, which is apparently a very famous hotel in Times Square. And one of the guys who works there is serving as a whistleblower, saying, "Hey, whoa, 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 we're not only wasting a ton of food, uh, but there are people, you know, smoking weed and having sex in the stairwells, and I mean, there's just Lots trash of fights. everywhere. There's drugs everywhere. They're selling drugs. It's chaos. You know, like okay, and then you see a picture of like one of the rooms, um, 
Well, they had a World Cup party, <laughs> you know, watching soccer. Well, who doesn't? Dude, yeah. I'm showing you the picture right now. A lot of hand, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could describe that if you can. That just looks like college. Yeah, it does. And not a dorm, but like an apartment off campus. It looks filthy. I mean, bottles and cans. It's all Corona, yeah. too, by the way. Really? Anyway, hey, I'm not judging. Nothing no, I'm, wrong just, with, I'm well, just not shocked. I don't know if there's a lot of limes in there. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. it, it's crazy, man. And all you have to do is one time I would be impressed if an ABC, a CBS, a CNN did a story like this to say, hey, Americans are very generous, you know, trying to give to people because there are a lot of people within the country trying to make life better for people coming here illegally. Know that some people are taking advantage of this. Oh. A lot of people are taking advantage of it. Yes! But they never tell that side of the story. It's incredibly frustrating. You had good news, David. Some consumer prices fell. Yeah, kind of. We got decent data today on inflation showing that prices fell 0.1% between November and December, which was expected because gas has fallen from its peak price. Uh, But the cost of food, housing, medical services, clothing, transportation, all that still went up. So... And again, this is one of those things. If you do a monthly budget, if you shop at Walmart, you know this already. So while the Biden administration is definitely going to be trying to spike the football in on this, it looks like they got a ton of help from gas prices and not much else. Got it. All right. Oh, real quick, too. Mentioned uh, guitar legend past Jeff Beck. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. Yeah. Once as a solo artist, once as a member of the Yardbirds. Um, I know you're a big Jeff Beck fan. Scott, I was a Jeff Beck fan. Did my favorite instrumental version of all time of Amazing Grace, which is awesome. Just, you know it's him the minute you hear it. it just got a, he's got a sound. Very unique. He could play the soft stuff. He could shred. Yeah. I saw him in 1976. Yes. And you, he taught you a lesson about dating? Yeah, because I How? asked a girl to go to the concert with me because yeah. I was really liked her and I was probably in over my head, but... I said, well, I got, the, I got a ticket for you, Fleetwood Mac and Jeff Beck. Oh, wow. She said, okay. And she went, and we uh-huh. held hands, and we may have even kissed once. I was 15. Yeah. And I realized at that moment, when you have a concert ticket, it's easy to get a date, because I never got a second one with her, because I didn't have any concert tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, so that was the Jeff Beck lesson. R.I.P. Jeff Beck, yes. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Okay, what's going on with the Biden documents? We'll dive in and much more straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. Biden. Classified documents. Uh, there's been another batch that's been found. Yeah. This time in his garage. Yeah, just in his garage, you know. But it was a locked garage, okay? It was a it was a garage that had his Corvette in it, and Corvette people don't mess around with unlocked garages, okay? I can tell you that. Had the ring camera out there. So again, so much more responsible than Mar-a-Lago behind right. a locked door. So, so you have this situation where we actually heard pundits claim 
that because Donald Trump had some documents at Mar-a-Lago surrounded by Secret Service agents and other armed security, that was almost responsible for another 9-11. Remember that? That was one of the takes. Yes. But Joe Biden, hey, he had some documents in his garage, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. The two cases are totally different. The Joe Biden. Yeah, you can easily make the argument this is scarier. Well, because he doesn't know where they are and he doesn't know how many. Right. It's it's like, what's scarier? The guy who has a flamethrower locked in a safe in his house or the guy who has several flamethrowers just kind of scattered throughout the country? You're not quite sure. Yeah, did I don't, Boy, I don't even hmm. weird. Uh, I don't even remember that. And the White House is really struggling to come up with an excuse for this. Uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the White House press secretary Karine Jean Pierre how Biden can be trusted now to handle sensitive information. How can President Biden be trusted moving forward with America's secrets? Because his lawyers, his team did the right thing. But he had a closet with he, classified his information. His lawyers in did it the that right. They found. Again, 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 he did. He was surprised that the records were there. That's even scarier. Yes. <laughs> That's the point. Where else are they? No one asked the question the other day. Are there any others? If he didn't know about that. He spoke to this personally. He was surprised that the, that the records were there. And when his lawyers found out and his team found out that they were there, uh, they turned it over to the archives. And now it's being reviewed by the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. You know, man, it, when you're hearing more and more about this and you're, you're looking at a White House that looks scared, it does feel like there is a coordinated effort to start the ball rolling on making sure Joe Biden is not running for president in 2024. Yes. I did. I said it the other day. That was my first gut. Something's off. When CBS sure. and NBC are yeah. leading the way, what's going yeah. on? Well, it it just it fits too perfectly, right? Because there's yep. been this freak out about Trump and classified documents and Mar-a-Lago, yep. and now suddenly Joe Biden is uh, caught hoarding documents from his time as vice president when he had no business actually keeping those documents whatsoever, with no authority to declassify anything, unlike Donald Trump. Yeah, that, that's kind of weird. And then I wonder, you know, if you game this out, and I'm not saying this is all part of the plan, but I, I'm just saying if you try to game it out, if I'm writing the, the script for this movie, this does allow Democrats, if House Republicans do an impeachment inquiry and if they impeach the president, these this impeachment gets sent over to the Senate. And Senate Democrats are put in a pretty sweet position where they can say, Unlike Republicans, we're putting mm-hmm. country over party because no man is above the law. That's that's killing two birds with one stone, right? You 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 give yourself a nice cudgel against Republicans and you get the problem of Joe Biden out of the way. Not only that, you solve another problem too, at least partially. Because there are enough independents across the country that <laughs> have had their red pill moment. And now understand how corrupt the media is. This is a chance for the media to look like, well, they're doing their job. And just because it's a Democratic president doesn't mean they're not holding his feet to the fire. <laughs> right. Merrick Garland's not going to find anything wrong with it. I'm yeah, if I had to bet. Yeah. You know, if we're just getting away from theories and then talking about cash and you got to bet on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- nothing's going to come of it. Yeah. 
but I think more than anything, it might just be the message to Joe. You're not running again. Yeah. It was hard to read the documents because there was oil stains on them. <laughs> Very difficult to come to any conclusion, you know. Now, have we heard definitively, because I didn't see it yet, if we have, how many documents we're talking about in the garage? Small amount. Well, uh, yes, but before they were saying 10. Yeah, specifically 10, yeah. But no specific number no, here. Not yet. And we don't know exactly what these contain. No idea. Hmm. Yeah. Keeping an eye on this for sure. Okay. Oh, it's that time. As we go through news every day, you see some stories that stick out to you, some more than others. Might not be the biggest story. But David, what is your story today? Uh, my story today, and I'm actually throwing a bit of a curveball here, is America's dumbest mayor, Lori Lightfoot. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, her reelection campaign sent an email to Chicago public school teachers asking them to encourage their students to volunteer to help Lightfoot win a second term as mayor and earn class credit in exchange. Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Most, man. Wow. So... So here's the thing. Actually, uh, it was WTTW, which is the PBS station, that broke the story. And as people were saying, well, clearly that is a violation of not only basic human decency, but possibly campaign law, possibly city code, including ethics legislation that she herself wanted to put in place in the city of Chicago. Um, So they put out three different statements because they couldn't get their story straight with all of this. And the initial statement said this was uh, this was designed to provide young people with an opportunity to engage with our campaign, learn more about the importance of civic engagement, and participate in the most American of processes. Uh, and it was done using publicly available contact information, okay? Now, after WTTW published details about the emails, there was a second statement that said that, well, the campaign's going to cease contact with CPS employees out of an abundance of caution. Less than two hours later, the campaign issued a third version of the statement (laughs) that said, "All, all campaign staff have been reminded about the solid wall that must exist between campaign and official activities and that contact with any city of Chicago or other sister agency employees, including CPS employees, even through publicly available sources, is off limits, period. So first it was... Hey, th- th- we were just wanting to get the kids involved. Then it's like, well, we're going we're gonna to have out of an abundance of caution. Now they're saying, well, there's got to be a wall, okay? Okay. Wow, man. She's really that dumb. That is incredible. It really is, man. And, but it to- I totally see it happening. Yes. Well, He's it's corrupt. not like I was really following the mayoral race with Lightfoot last time around, but any time she was mentioned, yeah. it was always, well, this is a glass ceiling yeah. type candidate. Oh, Historic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, if she's not a black lesbian, she is not the mayor of Chicago. Well, no. No. She's the Corrine Jean-Pierre of mayors in America. <laughs> I mean, true. she checked two boxes and yeah. got it. Holy smokes, man. Well, (laughs) I mean, and just no lack of self-awareness. And I know you can say that about a lot of different politicians. But that whole thing, remember, with the haircut early on in COVID when everything got shut down, but she still goes and gets her hair done. Yeah. And she said, you know, why? Well, because her appearance is important to her. Right. That is a lack of self-awareness when you're Lori Lightfoot. 
Well, You're setting yourself up there. You had to wear a mask, and it's hard to tell. Only your hair is the only thing selling you at that point. Wow. Yeah, that was something, man. That was incredible. Remember her hygiene, too, was important to her? Yeah, it's like a 15-second clip. Not anyone else, but her. How did that yes. Yeah, just her. I'm yeah. out in the public eye, and, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. Yet unlike what, other people? Right, yeah. Where As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself, and so I got a haircut. I've seen think... that haircut. You could do it yourself. No, I mean, I, I don't know. When she's talking about caring about her hygiene, uh, she may be onto something. I've been to Wrigley Field. But you think that's all on her? That's not the troughs that are... Anyway. <laughs> Scott, what's your story you today? You until you've stood in urine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I at a rock and roll club, or is this a ballpark? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. A uh, bogus psychiatrist has spent the last 20 years working for the UK National Health Service, earning more than $1 million after forging her qualifications. Zoholia Almia, described as a, quote, most accomplished forger and fraudster, is alleged to have fooled the General Medical Council into granting her registration as a doctor and then worked for various health trusts across the U.K. for 20 years. Her name's Zoholia? Zoholia. <laughs> is that a Beavis and Butthead thing? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like... Is that what you were thinking? Because um, <laughs> I was, too, when I read it. It's like... Beavis' grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester court heard how they believed uh, that she's, by the way, she's believed to be 60, claims to have obtained her doctor's qualification from the University of Auckland. It's alleged she never actually passed the six-year Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor of Surgery course, and failed her exams, but just decided, I'm going to tell people I am, therefore I am. She has a great career coming up in <laughs> politics. Yeah, no kidding. Soon. When you can lie on your resume and still get elected. Yes. Uh, my story today, and I bring it up because it did get my attention, but I think there's obviously something else going on here. And the headline was, and this was out of the New York Post, I needed surgery after my date's tongue-splitting French kiss. Tongue-splitting? What? Uh, a Turkish model posted shots online after she made out with a guy for the first time, and he bit the tip of her tongue off. No! Jeez! <laughs> Now, it's hard to tell if he bit it clean off or if it was sort of dangling there, but she went to a hospital oh, in Istanbul and had him sew it back together, then posted this short video online. It said she had known the guy for about a month. It was the first time that they had kissed, um, and we don't know if that was a deal breaker or it's going to continue on. We don't know. And as I see the story, I think this has got to be a joke, right? Yeah. I mean, who does that? Right. Okay, and I mentioned she's a Turkish model. Okay. And, you know, what's her name? Sita Ursoy. Nice. You've never heard of her, right? No. Okay, so I printed out this from the uh, New York Post, and then I start to understand why this is a story. Okay, so if you're an Instagram model, all right, I'll show you a few photos that was in the uh, Post story. Yeah. Um. What do you suppose happens when this story goes worldwide and Joe Mokes like us talk about well, it? Your lingerie photos come out. Yeah, absolutely. You get an incredible amount of followers sure. mm -hmm. all over the place, yeah. which means a whole lot of money for you. You're right. talking a whole lot of money. Right. 
let's say it's, well, if it's a million bucks, would you have somebody bite off the tip of your tongue for a million bucks? No. Really? No. The very yeah. tip? I'll no, just... not the very tip of my tongue. No. My, my answer is yes. Absolutely. <laughs> right there with said. you, man. He's a monster. For a million dollars? <laughs> oh, uh, it's, 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 let's just say it's an attractive person. She doesn't talk for a living, though. Yeah, but it would be great comedy gold on this show. It would. If you could pull that off. I, I will say, she seems I, like an attractive young lady, but, man, in some of the glamour shots that I see from the New York Post, boy, Photoshop is doing a lot of work. Oh, absolutely. Oh, lens filters. Yes. Yeah. But the whole thing is, that's all it's about is getting follows right. and making money. Yeah. And I bet you anything this is what it's about, because you're an Instagram model. They're a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. But you're the one that got your tongue, tongue bit, bit off? off? Yeah. There's probably some sort of dark part of the web that people dig that. <laughs> well, hold on a second. I don't think biting part of the tongue off. No, oh, you, don't no. be so fast to say oh, that. Oh, little nibbles, one thing. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. They're out there. <laughs> Tonguebiter.com. <laughs> Stunted tongue. <laughs> <laughs> The new album. <laughs> on, the on the first kiss? Really? Damn. Don't you have to work up to that? I think. If you're wow, okay. It's probably enough there. All right. Got to get to a news update straight ahead. And what is Lucky Girl Syndrome? Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And a news update, David Van Camp. So, you know, we, we have the revelation breaking yesterday afternoon that a second batch of classified documents was found at Joe Biden's private residence. Yes. And this morning, Joe Biden came out and said, well, you know, they were locked in a garage next to my Corvette. Okay, so what are you worried about, Jack? It's all right. It's safe there. <laughs> Well, I, I was just reminded that in 2015, the story came out. I don't know if you remember this. Somebody on the road near his house had fired a bunch of gunshots. It didn't look like anyone was targeting Joe Biden, but uh, it was still a scary moment, obviously. He was the vice president in 2015, obviously. Uh, but then the story comes out that Biden's home security system failed so often, the Secret Service switched it off. <laughs> Is judge in charge of that, too? Because <laughs> it, it kept giving, giving them false alarms, and they were just like, okay, to hell with it. And so where the, the shooting or the shots fired incident comes into play is that there was supposed to be some sort of video surveillance on the road, and it wasn't on. God, jeez. <laughs> so wow, not only man. that, but, but Hunter Biden actually had access to that garage where these documents had been stored for like six years. Oh, right. That would yeah. make sense. And in one case, Miranda Devine from the New York Post pointed this out. At one point, uh, Hunter Biden wrote on a background check form that he owned that property because he was living there. In the garage? Well, no, not in the garage, <laughs> oh, but gosh. on Just the, the estate. estate. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
So the well, you know head. he took the vet out for a ride. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I mean. Cameron, Ferris Bueller, we're taking that thing out. <laughs> he buffed it up before he drove it back in so the old man didn't catch him. Sure. Yeah. But, I, I mean, you actually do have the crackhead screw-up son of the president with access to classified documents. Now, again, a lot of things get classified that most normal people would look at and say that there's no reason that should be classified. So I don't know how damaging this really is, but it is crazy to me that after all of the weeping and wailing of Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago, this dude has it in a garage on an estate where they couldn't get the security system working right. Wow. No one, not done. The history books will know this. <laughs> it's just not to not. That's all the documents were, were not to not. You that's, know that. When you break the plane of the alarm, that's what you hear. <laughs> not to not. Not to not. Oh, lucky girl syndrome. If you want to know what it is. Yeah, I do. It's when you assume everything will work out in your favor. Some people believe in it. Other people said it's delusional and a form of get it. Toxic positivity. Oh, God. <laughs> the new term every day. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you, as always, for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, so Biden, a second batch of classified documents, yeah. this time stored in his garage. Yes. Well, that's where you want to keep things. I have a theory of what's really going on here. All right. And I've thought it through for like four minutes because it just came oh, to there me. You go. Yeah. But I'm willing to throw it out there in a second. But I want to hear this clip from Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden was asked today about keeping apparently classified documents in his garage next to his Corvette. Uh, and he tried to read a statement. It didn't go very well. Hmm. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week. You're the president. You can make it happen whenever you want. Um, right. Anyway. Uh, God might Pete, not be willing right now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Okay. People, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. No. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. But if you do, that's frightening, to be honest. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. Might have been stored? Hmm. Nobody started to say? Yeah. yeah. Might, but... Hmm. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. Hmm. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. Uh, th this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified. Okay, either you can't read or you're a terrible liar, mm -hmm. or you got some real issues. Mm -hmm. 
It, it's I mean, one of the above. Maybe. Yeah, I know. It can be all three. Yeah, it can. certainly can be. But it has to be one, doesn't it? I would think. And uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Uh, that's not very good. Doesn't look good. They also confiscated the 12 months of Jane's man, Jane Mansfield calendar he had hung up in the garage there. Did he? Yeah, from 1956. With Sponsored by Viceroy Cigarettes. <laughs> Okay, so David, you said there's something going on here. Oh, I think yeah. we've, we've felt this since this first story came out. Something's off. Uh-huh. Something is off, yes. And I'm, I tended to think that the Democratic Party knows he can't win in 24. they got to get somebody else in there. So you just have this hanging over, let him know, sort of, hey, you're not running again. Okay, because we can bring the hammer down at any time. I don't know if that's as you've thought it's been, David. Yeah, I think so. Scott, you? Well... I mean, this guy went out of his way to condemn Trump for this, knowing full well that he was doing the same thing. Did he know it? Uh, it's in his garage, man. Somebody put it there. Okay, but the other place. Oh, in the, the think tank. The Biden. Did he remember that? Pen, I mean, after tank. that thing blows up, don't you think to yourself, where do I have classified documents? Oh, well, well, sure. Absolutely you would. Yeah. And you'd get rid of them. Absolutely. You right? Would. Or you'd put them in the right spot. Stash them in the right spot. Yes. Okay. Here's the theory. Okay. All right. And I know, David, you may be able to shoot holes in this in a hurry. All right. What if it's the FBI? And the reason the FBI would do this is because if they have these documents, right, and Biden gets in a crap load of trouble, what happens with Hunter Biden? Because just a little while ago, when you brought up Hunter Biden had access to these files, it made me think about Hunter Biden. Yeah. And everything that's going to be coming down about Hunter Biden and that the FBI had that laptop back in 2019. There's a good, uh, if I'm guessing, what, 30, 40 percent of people in the United States that don't know that. They really don't know much about Hunter Biden's laptop. I'm sure there are plenty of people that still think it's Russian disinformation. Mm-hmm. The FBI doesn't want that to come out. If Biden all of a sudden something happens with him, the Hunter Biden thing goes away. Right. Because the entire thing about Hunter Biden is not about Hunter Biden. It's whether no. or not Joe Biden was involved in these uh, business deals that yes. his son was doing around the world. Yes. So... You go after Biden now before that ever has the chance to see the light of day. The old deep state, (laughs) they have a way of protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not that Biden went after him, but you remember Chuck Schumer. You take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. And I think that's true. They don't want that Hunter Biden stuff to come out. I don't think the FBI wants it to come out how much they were influencing Twitter and suppressing speech with Americans. I don't think they want that out there as common knowledge right. either. So just a theory. Well, do you think it's crazy? Think there's something to it? Well, wait, I, I want to just be clear. Are you suggesting that they planted this or that they just leaked it? Not sure. I don't know. If but here's the thing. It. I don't know if I buy that. But here's but... the thing. We know the guy can't remember yesterday. Right. It wouldn't be hard to plan it. 
I'm not saying they did. I'm guessing from what we've heard before when all the Trump stuff came out, there are a lot of these guys that have classified documents all over the place. Oh, sure. It's probably common knowledge. I don't think they had to plan it. Mm -hmm. But they also probably figured the guy can't remember where anything is. And he's been corrupt for years. So a theory. Wow. Yeah. Well, especially if you, again, consider that so many documents wind up with a header that says classified. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, when most people would probably look at that and say, well, why is that classified? Because I said so. I mean, that's been something that people have talked about for a long time. Like, why is it that all of this? So you do have, uh, you know, it's it's almost like Oprah giving away a car. You know, you get a classified tag. You mm-hmm. get a classified tag uh, with all of these documents. So you do have that leverage over anybody who takes a napkin that has some notes mm-hmm. from a briefing. And you say, well, that's classified information. So uh, you have that leverage on them, I guess. And just so happens after the Speaker of the House thing gets worked out and the Mm. Republican House is going to go after a whole lot of people, including the FBI with the Hunter Biden laptop stuff. So if nothing else, play it up to say, hey, see, we're the good guys here. Absolutely. We're doing our job. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. No migrants when Biden visited uh, El Paso. Just a yeah. coincidence, right? Weird. Weird how that works, right? So Joe took his little trip to El Paso, didn't meet any of the people who crossed the border, and the city did a great job of cleaning up the streets and moving people around ahead of his visit. Uh, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre uh, was asked yesterday why Biden didn't see the real crisis that's actually happening. <laughs> I did hear this. He did see exactly what's going on at the border. He didn't talk to any migrants, and he didn't go anywhere that people actually cross illegally. Why not? But he also but he met, uh, he went to the, the Migrant Center, which was a, a critical, place, critical place to be. When you think about the partners uh, who, who are uh, our partners who are helping uh, support uh, the migrants on the ground there, uh, there happened to be no migrants at the facility at the time that he visited. <laughs> How is that possible? That's great, isn't it? They weren't there. But our partners. He, he visited the partners. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't have done a Zoom call with that? <laughs> it took a trip there, but you don't want to see where people are crossing? That doesn't make any sense. That's one thing after another. Yeah. Okay. Oh, another story out there. Did you see the uh, photo of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez making the rounds? Yes, I did. Cooking with gas, baby. I thought she was saying this week, gas stoves that cause brain damage. Well, that, I mean, that then maybe she is actually the perfect person to be highlighting the plight of people who get brain damage from gas stoves. See, I thought the same thing. You know what? If we want to reduce the number of people in our jails, the answer is to stop building more of them. To your point, maybe it was cooking with gas stoves all these years that put her in this sort of state. It was so like, you know. Right. Hmm. You know, one of the weird things with this whole thing, so uh, is now you're seeing mainstream media say that Republicans just invented this idea that 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 Biden or somebody associated with his administration was talking about banning gas stoves. And that actually was a suggestion that was made earlier this week. But now, I mean, ironically, it's the gaslighting that's going on that says... No, no one was really talking about that. I'm like, dude, CNN's climate reporter came out and said, oh, yeah, we should uh, ban gas stoves because having a gas stove is like having a car idling in your house. 
the talking points all came together, and now suddenly we're supposed to think that this was all just invented outrage. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was a real story. Well, yes, it was. And you had yes. the clip from CNN. It was actually news. Yes. And now, well, we never brought that up. This is so corrupt, So man. such a ban might not be required. Is that what they're saying? But I thought it was banned because of the children. Do we not care about the children anymore? No, apparently not, no. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> you know we don't care about the children. I know that. Oh, the Wall Street that Journal, was, that by was the part way, of it. Yeah. had a piece, How Deadly Were the COVID Lockdowns? And again, it's another piece that talks about, especially for people under the age of 40, it was far worse as far as the results of the lockdowns than COVID itself. Look at it if you wish. I mean, it's not a surprise if you've been following this for a while. Another piece out there, and this is what BuzzFeed should stick to, things like this. Do these beloved celebrities annoy you? So this was the big question. All right. And they put out some of the responses. Chris Pratt annoys some people. That has to do yeah. partly with his faith, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's like that. that. Yeah, and the, I mean, the, the left mob has been going after Chris Pratt, and generally audiences have said, we don't care. Yes. What I was surprised that they actually printed was Neil Patrick Harris. Hmm. Beloved by the left, right? Uh, but as it said in the piece, he strikes me as pretty holier than thou, and I just get icky vibes from him. Hmm. That's weird. I don't. I don't have anything against Neil Patrick Harris or yeah, I don't, one way or the I other. I'm, never thought about it. Even just that he's overrated. I could that, be. That's pretty much it. Um, Oprah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Even from the left. Mm -hmm. Wow, completely fake and out of touch. Yeah, lecturing a lot. Yeah, Chris Evans. I'm surprised to hear that too. Yeah, saying I think he has an amazing PR team working on his behalf. They, they all do. Are you kidding me? Yes, that's that's true. Yeah. And I can't wait to tell my kids about this. Drake. <laughs> the quote, his lyrics sound like the kind of stuff I wrote in my diary in fifth grade. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> true. Somebody actually said it. Appreciate that. Okay, much more to get to. Anna Presley said what? Holding China accountable will embolden anti-Asian hate? Yep. No. All right, that's much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Marcus, Dave Van Camp, Scott Roberts. News update, David Van Camp. Merrick Garland, Attorney General of the United States of America, has announced that a special counsel has been appointed to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information. But and other stories out there, he doesn't say anything for days. No. Hmm. But because now they found it in his garage, they found some classified information in his garage and at the Biden Penn Center or whatever, uh, I, I guess Merrick Garland is uh, is going to be uh, trying to say, see, we're all on the up and up, okay? Yeah, I know see, we like, I think this is part of it, man. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I think this is the snowball Jeez. that is rolling here and... Uh, uh, there's a good chance. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, just maybe, 
Scott will lose his bet after all that Joe Biden will be president by the end of February. No, it's oh, on the it's gosh. on the bet list for February first. I'm hoping. Oh, February first. Okay. Well, these things can move quickly, Jamie. Um. Anyway, for the private sector, yeah. U.S. Attorney Lausch and his team of prosecutors and agents have conducted this initial investigation with professionalism and speed. I am grateful to them. Earlier today, mm-hmm. I, saw, I signed an order appointing Robert Hur a special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and mm-hmm. policies of the department. Of course. Mr. Hur has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. In 2003, he joined the department's criminal division. Okay, where he worked the on yeah, yeah. There, there, here come yeah. the credentials and all that stuff. So he you know, identifies uh, Mary, as Mary, her. Merrick Garland needs to be let go to start that voiceover career. It's just around the corner. <laughs> it's, well, so Bob Her, huh? The sequel to Ben Her sucks. <laughs> <laughs> His great great grandpa was a hell of a guy. <laughs> you know the takes are going to be coming. See, Merrick Garland. It doesn't matter who it is. Somebody does wrong, and he's gonna he's gonna make sure that justice prevails. Right. That, that's the thing. That goes back to what I, if I'm writing the script again? Yep. It's okay. We're going to do this. We're going to make it look like everything's on the up and up. We're going to get Biden out of the way. Uh, the House might impeach him, and then Senate Democrats can say no man is above the law. Unlike Trump, who just right. might be a presidential candidate. Right? Republicans are still going to go after Orange Man bad. And, and the then, Republicans in Congress, they're still all about the orange man. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keeping an eye on this. This is fascinating. Meanwhile, uh, we can't hold China accountable for anything because that's going to embolden anti-Asian hate. Yeah, that's going oh to... Oh, uh, gosh. Jeez. One of the far-left Democrats in the House, Ayanna Presley. The House has set up a committee to strategize our competition with the communist country, and uh, she voted against it and explained why on CNN today. Because she's bought and paid for? Uh, oh, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, clear that this is just a committee that would further embolden uh, anti-Asian rhetoric and hate and put lives at risk. Lives at risk? Do you understand what China's done? Right. It has nothing to do with someone who happens to be of Chinese heritage living in the of United States. Of course not. Of course not. We have enough infrastructure and governance uh, to tackle those issues that we don't need this select committee. And that is why I voted no, because I am afraid that it will embolden anti-Asian rhetoric and hate. When we were seeing Asian people getting pushed in front of trains and beaten every other day by a certain sector of society, I don't remember her saying a friggin' thing. Does anybody else? Oh, all those young Republicans who are committing that crime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Charlie Kirk's group. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. of course it was. What a fraud. They're the turning point colors on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day. I guess we know it now, David. Yeah, now it is that the Attorney General, Merrick Garland, has appointed a special counsel to investigate whether or not any wrongdoing was, uh, was committed uh, when Joe Biden was hoarding uh, classified documents from his time as vice president. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see it unfold. I don't know that it, if it will be able to prove any of our theories, but it's just fun to talk about. Oh, sure. I don't pretend to be an expert, but it's interesting. If you look at the track record over the last seven or eight years, you got three Jamokes 
against experts in the field that you see on cable news, and our track record's decent. <laughs> Honestly, if I was just taking myself out and talking about you guys, your record is excellent. But I don't want to sound braggy. But it's put it against the experts. I'm yeah. serious. All right, another news update straight ahead. You'll want to hear this. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot going on. Let's talk as far as classified documents, Biden. Yeah. It's under review. Yes, it's under review. A special counsel has been appointed now. Robert Hur. Mm-hmm. H-U-R. Yes, H-U-R has now been uh, appointed to investigate whether or not Biden inappropriately or perhaps unlawfully uh, mishandled classified documents Uh, and the White House though they are really struggling to come up with an excuse for Joe Biden hoarding these classified documents from when he was vice president Um, they knew about the first batch the day before the midterm elections by the way but we just found out about it this week so huh the White House press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked whether the silence had anything to do with the elections we know it did but Right. The president was asked yesterday, but did not answer this part of the question. Why didn't he or someone in the White House inform the American people when these documents were discovered on November 2nd? Did it have anything to do, because people are asking this part of it, did it have anything to do with the fact that the election was just a few days away? Again, Ed, this is under review by the Department of Justice. It is literally under review right now. As we are, as as I as I am talking to you, it is under review. So I'm not going to uh, get beyond the process. I'm not going to get beyond what the president said. No, he's asking, why didn't you give that information right away? No. You already said it's under review. You're not really answering the question. No, you're not. We all know the answer. It's you want to see how the dust settles on the midterm elections, and then you'll let people know, and then the powers that be will get Joe Biden out of the way. They should do this like football if it's under review. You've got so much time. Right. (laughs) I can't wait all day for this. (laughs) But it's under review. It's under review. Okay. So since then, obviously, as you just mentioned, Mary Garland comes out, the AG. Yes, special counsel. Okay, we're gonna we're just gonna keep doing this over and over. I have the feeling. It's trying to figure out what theory is it? Is it the Democrats behind this? Is it the FBI? What's going on? Something's up. I yeah, I mean somebody had to tip them off. I mean, um it just seems Because legacy like, media led on this. Yeah, it just seems like this is all coming together too quickly and not to defend Joe Biden whatsoever, but Oh no. Uh but but, he's corrupt. We already know that. Yeah, it does kind of seem like this is one of those easily digestible news stories that news media because a lot of people in news media are legitimately stupid people uh feel like they can latch onto and say, "Well, here's a scandal we can really talk about." And so they got their marching orders. Right. And then it's going to be this snowball effect. And having been in news media myself as a reporter and been in the midst of one of these feeding frenzies, you know, it's it's this weird kind of thing where maybe you get some phone calls. Hey, did you hear about this? Hey, did you hear about that? Hey, let's start running some stories. Why not? You know, 
And a lot of these people feel like their credibility is gone because it is. Yeah, right. And they don't like it. Yeah. But that's CBS, man. Yeah. Since when have they been holding Kareem Jean-Pierre's feet to the fire? Very well, again, to watch. this is a simple one to explain. This is a yes. simple controversy that you can ex- you can say, well, he was hoarding classified documents. Boom. There we go. All right. More on that a little bit later. What is the audio we're going to hear from Captain Nads? What is oh, this? Man. I have not heard this yet. <clears throat> what? All right. Captain Nads, Jerry Nadler, is the subject of this particular topic. Uh, the House of Representatives passed the Born Alive, uh, Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act which requires health care providers to at least try to give a baby uh, or keep a baby alive if it survives an abortion attempt. Anti-infanticide law is what they're, what they're pushing for. Now, this bill will never become law because Democrats controlled the Senate and Biden would veto it on arrival. This thing will never become law in the current makeup of Congress or the White House. But Repu- Even though by polling, the American people would want this. Right. Uh, but Republicans got some really ghoulish statements out of House Democrats, which I suspect is kind of the point of all of this, to try to get people on the record about actual infanticide. Yeah. Uh, here's Jerry Nadler, longtime representative. He argued that if you try to save a baby's life, you might end the baby's life. What? Again, we are in what? this context, we are talking about babies who survive an abortion and his point and are he's going to get to? All right, we'll just hear it. Go ahead. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates a certain medical care, which may not be appropriate, which may be in danger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. I'm taking notes as I'm listening to that. You, you can't make sense of that because it doesn't make any sense. Okay, it endangers, but sometimes you don't want to take the baby to the hospital. Right. Because taking the baby to the hospital could endanger the baby's life. How? No, it it doesn't make any sense at all. By not but killing it, not, yeah. by not killing it at birth. Yes. Okay, you're right. This does that doesn't make any sense at all. None. None. Holy That's cow! Just nonsense. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make the argument, if you take that baby, you know, to the local civic center for a basketball game, yeah, that that might <laughs> endanger the kid's life. But going to the hospital is yeah. going to help the kid survive. And if not, they'll say, no, the, everything's okay, and send you back home. I don't understand what he's getting at. That's crazy. No, it is. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, under this bill, the, the idea is that if a baby does somehow survive, fairly rare, but it does happen, um, the people who performed the abortion that was not successful would not be allowed to just let that baby die. They would have to try to resuscitate it and then get it to a hospital as soon as possible. Wow. That doesn't seem like that's too much to ask. No, it does not. <laughs> Just remind me of something. Did you see the video of this, of Nadler? Yeah. Okay. I, ju- I was just reminded of something. I was on the phone last night. I had news on. So I saw him talking, but I didn't know what he was talking about. I only bring it up to mention 
No one put the microphone down for him. He's a short dude. Did yeah. you notice the microphone was on his forehead? <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> I just remembered that. So it really wasn't him talking. It was his head. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. It was his forehead. Right. And then, yeah. and then he'd kind of he'd look up at the sky to get toward the microphone. He what a sad little guy he is. Danny DeVito as the penguin. A little bit. It's like that big body, like past the waist, this huge, you know. Yes. Girthy knucklehead. Okay, totally switching gears. Mm-hmm. I heard this interview, and this paints a picture of what we're looking at with the war between Russia and Ukraine. Okay, because you hear all the time, Ukraine's winning this thing. And then you'll hear, you know, these geopolitical analysts say, well, this is going to be a long thing, and Russia just keeps throwing bodies at it, basically. Yeah. And so Peter Zihan is on with Joe Rogan. And they're talking about the situation, and Rogan, he, you know, he's just asking questions like, well, you know, how does this work in the end? What's what's next? And the dude says, well, they haven't gone full power toward each other yet, so we really don't know, but we should probably know by May. And then talks about what he sees happening, you know, from there moving forward. Okay, go for it. Uh, and no, that there's nothing about this war that is unique in Russian history. The first year is always an absolute show. And then the Russians throw bodies at the problem until it goes away. And in half of those wars, the Russians ultimately win. And just for reference, how many times we heard they're disorganized, the morale's low, all that stuff, and he's saying it doesn't matter. So by the time we get to May and the mud season is over, we'll have a more advanced Ukrainian force fighting a much larger Russian force, and we will get our first real glimpse at how this is going to go, and we should know which way it's going to break. Now, it'll still take time, because if the Russians are going to win, it's going to take them a year to overwhelm Ukrainian defenses, and then they have to occupy the country, and that's going to kill a couple million people. Or the Russians are going to be able to completely break the logistical supply chains that allow the Russian troops to even exist, and we'll have a half a million dead Russians, and the Ukrainians will be able to push the Russians out of Crimea in the east. Uh, And then we get to talk about the next stage, because this is just the opening phase of what is going to be a multi-year and perhaps even multi-decade conflict. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Russia. (sighs) Forgive you, Joe. Yeah, man. See, you have the same look on your face right now, Robbins, that Rogan had on his face when he said that. I saw that clip the other night. I'm like, holy cow. You can't wrap your head around that. I mean, I can't. I mean, this... but it happens all the time. And yeah, when you look at history, and the thing is, how many more millions and billions of dollars is this country going to pump into this? And how many more millions of dollars are people going to make off making the weapons? Yeah. And how long is it before all of a sudden somebody goes, "We need boots on the ground"? Well, it's going to be coming at some point. I mean, I mean, in, in some ways, this is for the, for military contractors and a lot of people in the U.S. government. This is kind of the best case scenario because you've got this war that probably is. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this war has been going on already for ten years with the invasion of Crimea. Yeah, yeah, they just laid down at the time, right? And and that so this has been going on for quite some time uh, already, um, and I think for. As far as America and as far as our government officials are concerned, this is the best case scenario because there's very little risk to American lives in this. As long as you're just providing the weaponry, everybody makes a little bit of money off of it or a lot of bit of money off of it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about uh, grieving mothers and widows 
in America. Yeah, and the Ukrainian troops come here for training because that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, by the way, I feel like I've been vindicated on something. Whenever that happens, any of us, you got to highlight it, right? And I, and I think you guys are vindicated, too, mm-hmm. at the same time. Have you seen this making the rounds A flight attendant, like, settling arguments about flying? <laughs> Have you heard this at all? No, no. I haven't. Like, the, the one, what about, does the middle seat get both armrests? David, I know you said yes. You're in the middle. I, I think so, yes. This is what she says. You are sitting in the middle. You get both armrests. Don't be that person who's sitting at the window, who gets the window, plus this outer armrest, and then takes the middle armrest. Middle gets middle armrest. Makes sense. Yeah. What about if you're the window? Do you get to control whether or not you have it closed or open? Oh, gosh, yeah, this one. Do you think you should? Yeah. Okay. If you're sitting at the window, you get to control the window panel. If you're not, unfortunately, you don't. They get to say. You can ask nicely, but if they don't want to, they don't have to. Okay. I agree. I, I got a window seat I want to see out the window. Right. Oh, what about leaning back? Hmm. You're against it. Right. I am against it. David said you're a horrible person. Yeah. I've got hit in the knees more than once. I've said is, man. I mean, and I'm not that tall. What six two? I'm not either. But I'm but, shorter but, than but, you. But I know. Still. But I want to lean back. It's uncomfortable. Well, you, you shame me. Buy two seats. Stretch out. That's what you've said before. Yeah, I know. Well, let's leave it to the expert. If it's not takeoff or landing, you get to put your chair back. You paid for that seat. Yes. Airlines design it so you can lay your chair back, put your chair back so you're more comfortable. Yes. No, they don't design it to the guy behind you. You can lean back, too, if you need to. I don't want to. You shouldn't have to, Shorty. <laughs> oh, Shorty. You're not short. I'm just kidding. you're taller than me. Yeah, you're not short, but uh, to me... Just live and let live. Yeah, huh? you can post me up, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> News update straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I don't know if you've heard the story, but apparently uh, Joe Biden's been caught. I guess there are now three batches of classified information. Three batches. Three Three, batches of classified information that he had from when he was vice president that's been found. The special counsel has been appointed. Uh, And The View, the ladies on The View have a new theory. That it feels like maybe Republicans planted these documents to get the heat off of Donald Trump. (laughs) All right, you want you? Let's ride through this. Of course. But you know what I think? I've never seen a a luckier person than Donald Trump. Just as we're this close to getting him, somehow these documents appear. But here's the thing. Biden is wrong to have done this. He He was in office for 40 years. Let's find out what this is first. Again, Mm. one of the things (laughs) that gets me crazy is before we know, it's already been spun a specific way. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean. You did. 
They were all Donald some- Trump was convicted and strung up based on when they found them. You didn't know what was in them. You didn't care. Now you do. <laughs> shut up. There's Just shut up. How's your blood pressure, Scott? Golly. How do you say that? And how do you just say, well, we don't even know what's in. You didn't know it was in the other guys. You still don't. They're bitter old ladies. Much like children. I don't expect them to be fair, but for God's sakes, stop lying. It is. It sounds like a playground. It does. I mean, I mean that because there are kids that play not far from me. And there's constant bickering going on. No, you didn't break the rule. No, yes, you did. No, you didn't. And right. it's what the view is, man. Every. Yeah. It sounds like a Republican. Donald Trump's lucky. It's all about Trump, man, with them. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> Donald Trump's lucky. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe he actually didn't do anything wrong. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they spend years going after him for his tax returns. They get it. It's a giant nothing burger. Years of Russian collusion, nothing. Years of the Russians uh, used memes to swing an election. Oh, wait, that's not true. I mean, the walls have been closing in on Trump for five years now. They're so frustrated, and it just comes out. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little bit more of this that we can get to. I want to see someone explain to me, A, how it's possible that after all this time, nobody knew... This, because to me, if you missing classified information, I don't mean to laugh, but in my house, does, if stuff is missing, I know it's missing. Does it missing. feel like Oppo research to you? Does it feel like the Republicans are behind it? Oppo research did originally, but I'm sorry, sorry, but not not now, because one of the things one of the things he's saying is that you know some of these some of the locations where the docs may have been shipped in the transition <laughs> I may see. have gotten taken oh. and put, but still. <laughs> but th- but they they did this right Golly. yeah what eight years ago yeah all to plan for this moment yeah. right it was they're they're calling the theory they're calling it viewing on now got it <laughs> I am much dumber than I was thirty seconds ago <laughs> Golly. <laughs> wow man this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Not a second batch, a third batch of classified documents found. Yeah, Joe Biden apparently took a lot of classified documents with him when he left the White House after being vice president. Uh, So Merrick Garland came out today and announced that he was appointing a special counsel to investigate this matter and offering a little bit of a, uh, a clearer timeline. So November 2nd, as we know, is when they found the first batch of classified documents in his office in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. December 20th is when Biden lawyers found the batch in the garage next to the Corvette. Then January 12th, today, 
is when uh, Biden lawyers notified that they had found another document in the House in Wilmington. So the first round, five days before the midterms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it might have been. Let's take some time to figure this out first. Maybe it's something to reconsider a vote on. Yeah. And then before Christmas. Yeah. But then today, all of this is coming out, and now a third round. Yes. Okay, something's up. Something Not is definitely quite sure up. what it is, but something's up. The, the knives are out for Joe Biden. Yes. Wow. And to be fair, we predicted this in one way or another before the midterms. Yeah. But then it looked like Joe was going to be all in for running Yeah. in 24. After before, when he would ask the question, I, I, I don't know. It didn't seem like he would. So something's up. Either the Democrats don't want him to run. I'm still thinking maybe the FBI doesn't want all this Hunter Biden stuff to come out with a laptop. Yeah. So all of a sudden, hey, there's all these classified documents. Who knows? But something's up. Well, the third one they found inside the house, right? You said, yeah. David? He, he was the one responsible for that one. He found it because he was trying to hide Jill's Christmas gift. No. Oh. <laughs> Got it. So is there going to be more? Are we done? Oh, we're not done. I'm sure we're not done. This feels like we're going to oh, find yeah, out right. a lot more. Yep, but me I, too. But again, I don't know. And I, I would caution anybody against becoming like uh, like MSNBC with Robert Mueller. Oh, what else are they going to find? Ah. It is yeah. just odd that any time something happened with Donald Trump, it was leaked like that day. Yeah. But in this case, oh, weird. All those sources that all these media types say they have just weren't talking about it? Huh. That's odd. And Merrick no, Garland. No, we're just going after theories. Yeah. I, and again, man, you know how serious anybody on this show is about a theory. When someone says, I don't think so, you want to bet on it? And as soon as they don't want to put any, even five bucks behind it, yeah, you really don't believe in it. Well, you came in this morning with this, and I was talking about it. The more you talk, the more I started to think you're right. But more than anything, something seems to be up, especially Merrick Garland yeah. coming out there and saying what he said today. Yeah. He was almost forced into doing something, though, right? Well, it was a written statement as far as I could tell. He didn't take any questions, did he? Uh, no, well, he, he read the statement after hearing a question from Peter Ducey. And that was it. That's all he gave. Yeah. Yeah, because as long as he's reading a statement, he can be okay. You get him trying to answer a question, and then we've heard it before well, we from that happened. guy. You know, yeah. I thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think the, you know the, the president has uh, made clear that we are uh, and, uh, and uh, question. And it goes on forever. Yeah. So that's why he doesn't like taking questions. Wow. Well, Biden had a prepared statement yesterday talking about the second batch, right? Yeah. Or was that earlier today? That that was today. That was earlier yeah, today. Yeah, that was this morning when Joe Biden was asked about keeping the documents in his garage. Okay. And again, you'll hear Ducey ask the question. He has a prepared statement, but then he goes off track for a sec. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? <laughs> Let me, uh, look, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week. Again, you're the president. You can speak about it whenever you want. People, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but anyway, was in a locked garage. Yes, as well as my Corvette. I know. I Is got that it. the standard now? Hmm. Well, as long as it's a locked garage. Yeah. 
classified documents, no problem. Like, what are you doing, man? Clearly a lock on that treehouse. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also <laughs> said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. Last night? Then why are we hearing more today? They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. Hmm. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. Uh, th this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, no notified, and uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. <laughs> He has the hand gestures like, what? Well, he's, it's, he's falling on ice with his hard shoes on. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Now, I, I do want to, I don't have uh, video of this, but, uh, or audio of this, I should say, but uh, one representative, Hank Johnson, oh, the Democrat who once feared yes. that Guam might tip over if we put too many military personnel on the island. Yes, Hank, an all-time favorite. Yes, and lamented what might happen if the government stopped subsidizing helium. Because, that dude. That guy. Because that guy. then comedians wouldn't be able to suck on a balloon and get that high-pitched comedic voice. He also <laughs> had a discussion one time about, uh, about whether or not midgets could beat a giant in a cage match. He did. Yes. Those are all things on the hang. Those are all true. Resume. All true. So he was asked, so I'll try I'll try my best to imitate Representative Johnson uh speaking to Hillary Vaughn with Fox News. Uh said, I'm suspicious of the timing of it. Things can be planted on people, places and things can be planted or things can be planted in places and then discovered conveniently. So <laughs> he heck yeah. Is he saying that about the FBI? He, he's saying that about, or, I don't know, I don't Republicans? know who. Uh, yeah. But somebody planted something, because things can be planted somewhere sometimes. <laughs> but don't plant too many of them on Guam, or it might tip over. <laughs> the well, giant planted something in the biggest <laughs> garage. <laughs> I think you're getting it wrong. I think you're on to something. Okay. Right. No, in his world, it would be the midgets, because they would go undetected. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> They just go right under the surveillance it's cameras. In the giant's garage. All right, now we got to hear it because now this sounds terrible out of context. You yeah. know why we're making such fun of Hank Johnson? Uh -oh, okay. And the act of the United States Supreme Court. No, that's not the right clip. We got to bring out the classic Hank Johnson oh, yeah. with him talking about the little people. Well, it was before the little people. Midgets you got midgets. <laughs> against giants the midget will not win the fight i'm going to tell you that <laughs> it's not like he's completely lost on the wisdom scale you put 30 midgets in with the uh with the giant that's where you put uh 
the midgets together, the giants take real good care of the midgets as long as the midgets do what the giants want them to do. Now they're going to crush the midgets. Midgets get a chance to speak with one voice, and the midgets then have a chance collectively to speak eye to eye with the midget. Yeah, right. Oh, gosh, dang it. And if you, if you stack up ten midgets and put a trench coat on them, they could go as a giant and no one would be any the wiser. <laughs> okay. So Hank has weighed in. That's good news. That's his free bird, well, man. Do you ever feel like we are living in a uniquely stupid time? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Yes. The, some of the people that are in Congress, dude, you're like, how did that ever happen? That dude? We do this every time with Hank. It's twice a year, maybe three times. Yeah, Is it every four months, maybe? It's requested like every week, yeah. though. Hank Johnson Appreciation well, and then Day. You feel like, okay, if you're going to go ahead with Hank Johnson, congressman for I don't know how long, out of Georgia... If you're going to do the midget bit, well, you got to talk about Guam capsizing, oh, and I suppose. Yeah, my my fear is that uh, the whole island will uh, become so overly populated that it will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> You got this decorated military guy. Yeah. I got an answer to this idiot. Yeah, I got to answer this question. We don't anticipate. (laughs) Oh, man. It's unreal. How do you feel about these guys running the country, huh? How do you feel about that? Well, not great. No, I know. Not great. I know. Um, Meanwhile, you know what? Real. Quick clip, because there is a point to what's going on in Mexico with the cartels of it's rarely talked about in the United States. And it's crazy what's happening. And it's in some ways worse than we knew. I mentioned this earlier. Joe Rogan had Peter Zihan on his podcast. I may be butchering his last name, but he's a geopolitical analyst. And he's talking about the stuff, and Rogan had never heard it. I'd never heard this before about the cartels in Mexico because the one that's been the big one for a long time with Chapo's kid. Yeah, the Sinaloa cartel. They're the good guys. The bad guys are coming after them. No joke. Listen to this. The challenge we're seeing in Mexico right now is that the, uh, the air quotes, good cartel, the one that saw drugs as a business, is being broken up. If you remember El Chapo. That's the good cartel? Yeah. yeah. Remember El Chapo, Sinaloa cartel? Yeah. He thought of himself as a Korean conglomerate president. So it's like, we, we, we smuggle drugs. That's our business. You don't mess with things that mess with the business. So you don't trip the old lady. You don't steal her purse. You don't shoot at the cops. These are people who live where we operate. We want them to be on our side. So maybe even throw a party every once in a while. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you focus on the business. The replacement cartel is Jalisco New Generation. They're led by a former Mexican uh, military officer who thinks that rather than don't where you sleep so that the people on your side, whenever you move into a town, you shoot it up. You do kick over the old lady. You do take her purse. You make the people scared of you. That's the point of this. Drug running is a side gig. We are here to be 
powerful. And drug running is just one of the ways we make that happen. And he has taken the fight to every cartel and the Mexican government. And they're in the process of trying to break into the United States. And we have the likes of Hank Johnson. Yeah, yes. I know. <laughs> that are going to put up that fight? This is are we going to tackle that? I, this I, is the good cartel. I propose that we send 300 midgets to take on the Jalisco New Generation cartel. They could punch him in the knees. And we all know how painful that can be. Mm, buddy. Wow. Okay. Much more to get to. Well, in another update, on this third batch of documents in Biden's possession... Wow, this is crazy. Straight ahead, right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. This is a wild day. Well, yeah. So Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, has announced now uh, that a special counsel has been appointed to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information. Boy, this really seems like there's a whole lot of things in motion at one time, even though they've known about this since November 2nd. But the timing... Yeah. If you're going along with the theory, now that you've got the speaker in place, Republicans are putting a lot of things forward. All of a sudden, this controversy with Joe and the documents, and if they want him out, now's the time. Yeah. Give him plenty of time before 2024. Jeez, Absolutely. Man. Well, you, yeah, you let it drag on for a few months, and mm-hmm. then if if I were plotting something for the Democratic Party, even if it's not a setup, let's just take that off the table for a second. Okay. If if I'm advising people in the Democratic Party, I, I say, hey, you know what? You, you need to take this opportunity, and if Republicans impeach him, either go along with it or have your sort of Nixon White House moment. You know, somebody goes to the White House and says, Mr. President, it's time to resign with grace. Right. And then you're right. You got a, you got a year and a half to mm-hmm. well, almost two years at this point right now um, to figure out who's going to be the next installed Democratic Party leader. The um, problem is you got Kamala to deal with for a while then. Yeah. Oof. And from everything you hear, the Democrats don't want that either. No, well, they shouldn't. I mean, no, they're better off running Joe out there again. They are. No, well, no, the third in no charge is improved. Just in case it doesn't work yeah. out for Mamala either. But it, but it is interesting now because, I mean, you hear some of the things that Democrats were saying about Donald Trump and having documents at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, here's <laughs> oh, Hillary yeah. Clinton talking about it. Oh. We don't have yet an understanding of what was in them. We're getting little dribs and drabs yeah. like the nuclear uh, posture of an ally or an adversary. <laughs> But I do, I mean, people literally die to get our government information. Mm-hmm. They go to prison. Yeah. They get exiled. It's dangerous oftentimes. And the idea that this would have been done, um, I hope everybody takes really seriously. It is not some casual try to come up with some, you know, throwaway. It's not like an overdue library No. Sonny <laughs> <laughs> Hostin. Oh, very interesting. Um, More on this in a bit. On a lighter note, (laughs) 
this is just kind of sad. It's a lifestyle little piece of information. Do you know how many people say they've done things on vacation? Not because they really wanted to do it. They really didn't want to, but they just wanted to post about it on social media. You feel like you have to. What's the percentage of people that have done that? 75. David? I'll go uh, 76. 61%. Oh, dang it. Robin's off to a good start in 2023. That's a that. few now. Yeah, 2-0, oh, I think, man. the last two. Yeah. I think so. Pretty good, man. I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know if the luck is running out for the millennial or what. We'll I see. I did send Van Camp a mug I was drinking out of. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story of the day, David? Uh, the special counsel being appointed to investigate Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information. Yes, it is. And what happens next? What is going on? I don't feel like this is an organic thing. That just like somebody stumbled across classified no. information at this time, like that's that's no. far fetched. That's hard for me to believe. I think anybody that's thinking clearly would say the same thing. <laughs> it's one after another after another, and how many are going to be coming? Because in the early in the week, no one was asking, "Are there any more?" And then it just sort of happens. Yeah, it wasn't even like Legacy Media was pressing on that. Right. So we'll see. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three Let's of the day? Do it. Okay. We'll get to the trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden mishandling classified information from his time when he was vice president. He decided to load up the U-Haul and take him to various spots uh, that he frequents. There's the, uh, of course, the Biden pen or pen Biden, whatever his think tank in D.C. They found a box of uh, documents there. On uh, November 2nd of last year, then December 20th, uh, they found a batch in his garage in Wilmington. And then uh, today, the Biden lawyers or legal team has notified uh, authorities that there was another document found in the house in Wilmington. So I don't think we know this, or maybe we do. Does the legal team talk to Joe first? Uh, I assume so, because you know what? I thought he was having a senility attack. It's always hard to tell with Joe Biden. But I was confused by the statement he made this morning when he said they found it in my garage, my personal library. I thought, well, is your personal library in the garage? In the garage, like, yeah. No, right. I guess they found it in his library in the house. So I think he was saying that. So I think he was aware of this. So why was it we heard about the second batch first and then the third batch came later? That, I have no idea. By that. If he if he's already copied to it, that doesn't make sense in the yeah. timeline. You know, that still doesn't say to what's in the documents or how this is going to go, but it's all confused. But we know this guy is giving, or he's given talking points or a speech, and he boots it. Yeah. So who knows, man? Who knows where it goes from here? But it's it is a fascinating thing today. And meanwhile, this clip that you had, David. 
before we get to Robin's trifecta, you were talking earlier about different Democrats saying things about abortion yesterday and babies that had already been born. Yeah. That were just ghoulish. Yeah. Who is this? So uh, the House of Representatives passed the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, which requires health care providers to try to keep a baby alive if it survives an abortion attempt. Um, now, th- this won't become law again. It just won't, it won't make it out of the Senate. And even, even if it does, um, Joe Biden's going to veto it. Uh, <laughs> Illinois right. Representative Jan Schakowsky had this to say in speaking out against a bill to save babies who have survived abortions. Okay. The law that you have provided on the Republican side actually can create more harm. It requires immediately taking a struggling baby to a hospital. That hospital could be hours away and could be detrimental to the life of that baby. The baby's already struggling. These people know what they're saying. <laughs> As opposed I mean, do to they the... know? They even know they're saying stuff. Yeah. It's... How, how do you square that? How, how is that more detrimental than letting the baby just die on a tray? Golly. Wow, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say other than that's freaking evil. That's pretty tough to take mm-hmm. that position. Where's Johnny Cash when you need him? Man. <laughs> Well, Johnny can show up at any time you want Johnny know, to show up. I think that is, this definitely needs some Johnny in there. Okay. Just, I just don't disagree with you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. That's right. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Thank you. Man, oh, man. All right, Robbins, you ready for Jeez. your big three of the day? That's hideous. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's go. Are you ready? One, two, three. my shoe it's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins, the trifecta, his top three of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy, how are you? Good. All right. <laughs> I just got to check I'm in. ready. Okay. <laughs> three. Uh, the Golden Globes were on, apparently, this week, and you're not alone if you didn't know that. Uh, historic low ratings, you're telling me. Yeah, the 2023 Golden Globes. A historic low in viewership. 6.3 million people. By the way, the lowest before that was the last time the Golden Globes were on during the pandemic at 9.2 million people. Wow. So off just a little bit. Just well, you watch some. About 10 minutes of it. That's all yeah. it could take. People say, well, you know, it's no diversity in it. I just want to say it's not lack of diversity here, folks. Who said that? Well, I mean, that's that's what is being pointed to. It's been years and years of non-diversity, and and this year was, okay. of course. We, I'm tired well, of Hollywood scumbags argument. lecturing me. Okay, I'm so tired you would have said it. ten years ago there was a lack of diversity. Yes, when it had record ratings. Yes, when people were saying this is now rivaling the Oscars. Right. So if you want ratings, you want a lack of diversity. Is yeah. what they're actually saying. Wow. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Okay. Sky Robbins, trifecta, the top three of the day. Two. So, uh, Illinois has just passed a bill that bans AR-15s, AK-47s, um, a whole lot of guns, also magazine capacity restrictions. And uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker is out there saying, well, you will enforce the law. Yeah, you will. Well, Well, not so fast there, Jelly Belly. 
uh, sheriffs from Kankakee County, Boone County, Winnebago County, McHenry County, Tazewell County, Woodford County, all across Illinois, put on social media yesterday saying we will not comply. <laughs> We're not going to do it. We're not going to require res- residents to register their guns with the state. It was outlawed the sale, manufacture, possession, and purchase of assault-style weapons, while also limiting magazine capacity of 10 rounds and 13 rounds for handguns. This was predicted. So the sheriff said, well, we're not going to do this. As a custodian of the jail and chief law enforcement officials, that neither myself nor my office will be checking to ensure that lawful gun owners register their weapons with the state, nor... Will be will we be arresting or housing law-abiding individuals that have been charged solely with non-compliance on this act? It's unconstitutional. It's going to be really interesting because I think the state police are the primary law enforcement outfit that's supposed to be enforcing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and J.B. Pritzker specifically made a threat to them that if yes, you he did. don't, yeah, if you don't start collecting information about what were up until this week legal gun owners uh then you're going to get fired and this sets up a really interesting position because he's either got to go through with it or what i mean what what? are you going to back down fire everybody yeah so you fire all the illinois state police because of some blatantly unconstitutional law that you just signed Hmm. this one's not going to hold up to scrutiny i've heard that from several people oh no yeah no this is just Basically ceremonial, so he can score woke points. Well, we predicted this the other day. Because he fancies himself a presidential candidate. To which I say, the people of Illinois are like, well, why shouldn't the rest of the country feel the pain we do here? Well, I mean, the the great news, though, is that I know it's going to be some tough times while this makes its way uh, through the courts for some gun shop owners. Because you've got to, you know, totally revamp Mm -hmm. inventory. There may be inventory you can't sell legally right now. But as soon as this thing get struck down in the courts, you're going to have a lot of new customers mm-hmm. coming your way. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, this guy, I saw a guy last night being interviewed talking about it. He said he was going to send most of those guns to other states that were buying them because mm-hmm. they can't sell them in Illinois. So there you go. Yeah, there's a lot more to this story. Yeah. And we'll get to it another time. Now, on with the countdown. He's got Robin Strifecta, top three of the day, and up to number one. Uh, number one, someone should be handing some tissues to former Congressman Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, he's got into a little back and forth uh, with George Santos on Twitter. Kinzinger's back in the trifecta again? I thought he was done. Well, he keeps popping back in. I you mean, love him. You need him. No, I don't need him. I hate him. But anyway, and, and whatever your thoughts are on George Santos here, Kinzinger just tweeted out, resign now. Santos said, hey, I was elected to serve the people of New York 03, not the party and not the politicians. I remain committed to doing doing that and regret to hear that local officials refuse to work with me or my office. I will not resign. And then he fired back, go on CNN and cry about it. <laughs> you guys won. You guys helped. <laughs> you know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. Or when we lied. <laughs> well, Kinzinger tweeted back, cries are better than lies. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so you going to put that on a t-shirt? Ha, ha, yeah. How dumb do you have to be to get owned by the guy who claimed he was a star volleyball player in college? <laughs> it's up there, man. Oh, man. Definitely up there. Ray Epps. Ray Epps. 
And there you have it. And there is the trifecta. Okay, well done, man. Uh, I had another story, if you want it, that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, A couple of ex-employees at ESPN are suing because of vaccine vaccine mandates. I don't know if you saw that story I'm not surprised at all. I think you're going to see... A lot of these. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, more and more of this. Um, But they're saying, stop thinking of Disney as a Mickey Mouse organization. Okay. This is a whole woke corporation, basically. Yeah. Um, So you had these reporters, Allison Williams and Beth Faber, both who claimed a religious exemption, but were later fired in 2021. And so apparently in this lawsuit, it claims there were exchanges between Faber and the Human Resources Department at ESPN. So the HR rep, Julie Walden, um, said they should discuss their opposition to vaccination. And so Faber said, I don't even know how to respond other than to say my sincere personal religious beliefs are my own. My religious beliefs have grown, changed, and evolved all my life as my relationship and connection with God continues to grow, change, and strengthen. I do not expect to be cross-examined or to have to bring in an expert on my own personal religious beliefs for anyone to judge me or my belief in God's will for me. My sincerely held religious beliefs preclude me from taking the COVID-19 vaccine. So it's like a week and a half later, and the HR department head emails back, you have not provided sufficient documentation to support your accommodation request, and your request is denied. Wow, I know. Yep. How many of these companies are going to get sued? Good. Sue them all. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. You lost your job? You lost your livelihood? Sure. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Another news update to get to, because there's a lot of stuff uh, popping today. Also, another round of Nimrods in the News, including um, (laughs) burglars caught because their truck had a cardboard sign saying stolen tag. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to it all coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Okay, so... Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has appointed a special counsel to investigate uh, Joe Biden's mishandling of classified information as they found classified documents at his home in Delaware and at his think tank in D.C. and who knows where else. This guy's leaving papers all the I need to clean out my garage just in case. Inadvertently misplaced is the wording they're using. Oh, inadvertently misplaced. But on 60 Minutes, he said, how could anyone be so irresponsible? He did say that. But anyway, it is really funny because maybe what would this have been? An hour or so before Merrick Garland made the announcement? Mm -hmm. Uh, The ladies on The View were cackling about this. They were saying, this is nonsense. I mean, it's fine. Biden's cooperating. He's the good guy in here. Republicans, bad. This clip, it may set a, a land speed world record for worst age take. All right. Okay, here we go. As it conducts its review. But here's what Lindsey Graham says. He wants to see Merrick Garland do next. 
what? Garland, if you're listening, if you thought it was necessary, Attorney General, to appoint a special counsel regarding President Trump, then you need to do the exact same thing regarding President Biden when it comes to handling classified information. Lindsay, <laughs> you're comparing apples to oranges. Let's find out what they discover first and then do whatever needs to be done. Because if you recall, the former you-know-who was asked, can you give us the pieces of information that we need? There. He said, okay, and then didn't do it. They said, well, where's the stuff? He said, I don't have it. We, didn't, we, we gave you everything we had. Yeah. Then they said, listen, we know you got more stuff. Give oh it to gosh. us. We're going to send a, a, a subpoena for you. He said, on that's a subpoena. Right. That's right. Okay? That's why they raided his house. Now, oh, it's, if we all... <sighs> why don't they ever get called for misinformation? I'm just waiting for her to blame Jewish people for all this. Well, she's <laughs> known for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. She does, she's not a fan of the Jews. Hey, whiz. Nonsensical. Yeah, an hour later, Mary Garland's out there, whatever it was he said, I don't know. The president has uh, made clear that we are uh, in a, a question of allocation of resources. Um, um, we will, uh, the, uh, the department... That's my uh, favorite clip. That wasn't from today. That's just a great example uh, of a the, good one, though. Just going on and on and on. And, uh, I, I really do believe that's why he doesn't take questions. Because that's when he's really off his game. Anyway, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, we got a couple of guys in their 30s. This is in Florida. Were arrested for allegedly committing multiple burglaries. Why were they caught? Because their truck didn't have a license plate. It just had a cardboard sign that said, Slow Stolen Tag. jeez. <laughs> Here's some audio from the local story there. I couldn't make out the uh, tag. Maroon pickup listed. Looks like it's got a uh, cardboard tag. People who commit crimes like these are not the sharpest tools in the shed. You got that right. Golly. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, they've been arrested, everything else. Real quick, i got to get to this other story. It's wild. Cops in the U.K., and they haven't found this person yet. But they are trying to track down a serial cat shaver who's been shaving random cats since last year. (laughs) You son of a... Save your jokes. So, a number of cats in the West Midland city have been targeted by this person. (laughs) Kitty shaver? Yes, including the latest victim, six-year-old Tallulah. And I'm seeing the pictures right now. And just, like, part of its side is just shaved. You see that? (laughs) (laughs) It's a half-assed haircut. How can you laugh at that cat that's half-shaven? Yeah, Yeah, he's done a bunch of them like that, and they're on the lookout for this menace. Gosh dang. You laughed. Admit it. You laughed. I know. You're going to be called from your friends. Poor little kitty. Come here. Let me pet you. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.